Welcome to Dyson Pipes. So, you want to learn more about the player extraordinaire, Chris. So the last time I played any sort of role-playing game probably goes back to probably around like 98 or so. Hey, actually, before we get into this, you can let that roll. You have a glass? I can't do this without a drink in my hand. I have no drink. I'm fucking drinkless. Coffee. Yeah, coffee is... Oh, no way. I'll, I'll ramble on. Yeah, ramble. I'm a rambler. I'm a rambling man. <laughs> Again, the last time that, uh, that I can remember playing was going back to uh, 1998. I had a group of friends that I had met, man, when I was in grade school. After I'd moved out of the city, I uh, got involved in, in sports. I'd always been involved in sports and, and hooked up with this, uh, this one kid, and it led me to uh, a whole in- another group. And it was, my, uh, it was my little click for role-playing. It was the click that I kind of kept private from like my normal life, which in retrospect was probably like the stupidest thing I've ever done. Um, because who gives a shit what you do? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's entitled to to do whatever it is that they want to do so fuck it but anyway i had um i met up with this uh you know with these guys and or kids at the time and we started playing i was introduced to uh my one buddy's older brother who was huge huge into it and he had this friend his name was mark um he was always into gm gming and his campaigns were amazing he would do dungeon crawls he would do these elaborate campaigns and I just remember being almost like in awe of the whole setting. Um, you know, it was about that time that I started reading uh, like The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. So I was very fascinated by the uh, by this fantasy world. So I guess that was really my introduction into Dungeons and Dragons. So playing with these guys was always uh, was always fun. But then obviously, you know, me and my group of friends who were again much younger. Uh, then these guys, we kind of broke into our own thing, and we would just run these epic, epic campaigns. I hear Brian. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, there's nothing better than a little American honey. You just made my day. So, sorry to pour a drink. So anyway, we would get involved in these just like epic campaigns. Um, what started with Dungeons and Dragons started branching out into uh, into other role playing um, venues like Rift, um, Shadowrun. Shadowrun was like the big one. Loved loved Shadowrun, and we had this one kid. It was it was three of us. And we had this one kid, uh, his name was Noah, and he was the GM, and it was me and my buddy Tyler, and we would just have these epic campaigns, and it was back in the day, there was no face chatting or whatever the fuck you call that, FaceTime, you didn't have that shit. So it would be, you pick up your phone, and we used to be, it was just when like three-way calling was popular. Holy shit, I'm dating myself. Three-way calling was just getting popular on our old, what's that? Yeah, yeah, we would set up party lines and and role play over the phone. And it was funny because it would be all about like, you know, you're trying to be honest on the phone, rolling dice and shit like that, which, you know, you're lying. You're fucking, you're throwing your dice. You're making shit up. You don't want your guy to die. 
<laughs> so whatever. Um, but anyway, you know, it was it was fun because we had a nice little separation of games. Like I said, I would I would get together at my buddy's house and and we would, you know, we would role play with uh, with his older brother and his group of friends, and that would be like the serious, like hardcore. You know, this guy was going out of his way to try to fucking kill you, and. The other side was me and my group of friends. You know, we were all younger and we just wanted to do these just like epic campaigns that went on dude for years. I remember I filled an entire composition notebook with my Shadowrun character. It was like, it was over a hundred pages just worth of gear and adventures and stories and leveling and all different types of shit that we had done. You know, still back then for me, it was still kind of taboo. You know, in 1998, you know, I was, I was a, jock coming out of high school you know all my friends were like sports nerds and uh which is funny because i still hung out with those guys we just i think i think we started like getting serious with girls you know and back then like showing like oh hey you want to come over and hang out oh what are you guys doing yeah we're role playing yeah okay there goes your chance of getting any kind of pussy like that's not happening you know so if you weren't drinking yeah, if you weren't drinking and like going to a bar back then, you know, you you weren't you weren't getting laid. <laughs> so, so I heard in Brian's little promo, <laughs> I heard in Brian's promo, he he's he said that I have twenty five billion pipes, almost a pipe for every star in the universe, and and that <laughs> as as much as I wish that I that I did, uh, that is that is far from the truth. I don't even have twenty five pipes, but I think it's the bug. This whole, this is all new to me. I think this whole pipe collecting and tobacco smoking, this is this is relatively new. We've been, well, I've been doing it now for, uh, as the as of this recording, maybe fourteen months. Um, so I, I almost have a pipe for every month that I've been smoking, and a lot of them, well, yeah, a good chunk of them have been these like Morgan Bones pipes, which are fucking awesome, because I've lost one, um, and yeah, it kind of hurts. But it's a lot more palatable when you lose a, a $30, $40 pipe than it is when you lose a $200 Savinelli, you know? Um, they're like my my working man pipes, which I, I find to be amazing. I love the shapes. I love the design. I love the character. I love how they're like these basket pipes, these like castaway pipes that aren't good enough. They don't make the grade. They're not making the cut. But for me, they serve like the perfect purpose. I think it was the greatest pipe to get introduced into pipe smoking and a lot of people will say start with cob pipes you know because they're dirt cheap but i already knew that i was going to like pipe smoking so it's not as though i needed to to buy a cob and look like popeye and start <laughs> and start you know this adventure to see if it was something that i was going to be into so i started smoking pipes in 2018 right january of 2018 is when brian introduced me to pipe smoking i would have to say what i wanted to do was I wanted to make sure that I got a pipe that was new to that year. So as as an Italian, I had seen that Savinelli was like one of the biggest pipe manufacturers in, in the world. So I took a look at the Savinelli line. And of course, you know, my eye was attracted straight to like the Savinelli autograph line, which is fucking insane. I'm not spending that kind of money right now on a pipe. Um, you know, because they started, they're over $250 a pipe. And then from there, I saw like these Punto Oro pipes, which are beautiful. But again, you know, they're starting at around like 160 to 180 if you're buying them new. 
And I wasn't about to throw that kind of money. I mean, granted, you know, I spent a bunch of money on these bones pipe for the amount of bones pipes that I bought. I probably could have bought, you know, a couple of like Punto Oro seven Ellie pipes. And I think it was more an exploration of seeing like what pipe shapes and designs like bowl shapes and, and pipe shapes and stems and things like that, that, that I really found aesthetically pleasing and also, you know, one that worked for me. Um, so I would say my favorite pipe was, again, a Savinelli that was introduced in 2018, which was the Atello, and it's the 614. So it's a really, it's a really big, like, not big, but the bend is sharp, bent billiard. I think the pipe is great. The shape is easily my favorite. I just love, it's a typical jaw hanger. It is not only my favorite pipe that I have right now, but it is my favorite shape by far. And uh, I guarantee you that my next few pipes are going to end up, they're going to be that shape, hands down. Now, my favorite tobacco, that, that's, that's a little more difficult. I've, and, and I think this is where my problem lies. I, I run into these situations where <laughs> I find myself buying more than, obviously, that I need. So right now, I, I'm, up to about, I'm up to about 20 pounds of tobacco. My son came home from the Marine Corps the past two weeks, and I broke out all my tobacco, and I had to make him promise me not to tell his mother that I have all this tobacco hidden in the house. Because she has, well, she's going to know now. kind of fucked myself. But. So I laid it all out, and we were taking a look. And it, it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, I have all this tobacco, and I would say 80% of it I've never even smoked. You know, like, so I don't even know what it tastes like, but I know like a majority of it are Virginias and I love Virginias. So I can only imagine like exploring these tobaccos as they get older, you know, because Virginias, especially as they age, they're going to taste better because they have sugar in it. So it's going to break down. It's, it's going to be delicious. It's like a fan wine, as Brian can attest to. I don't drink wine. Um, but as of right now, what is my favorite tobacco? If I had to say... If I had to pick an aromatic, like 1Q is the easy choice, but I'm so fucking tired of 1Q. I think when, when Brian first introduced me into this, this hobby, I must have bought a fucking pound of 1Q, like an idiot, because I didn't know any better. I thought you were just going to breeze through. That shit lasted me a fucking year. I just, I could not get through these jars of 1Q that I had laying around. Just could not get through them. So I'm almost at the point now. Well, I know for 100% for a fact I'm at the point right now. Dude, I fucking hate 1Q. I just, I can't stand it anymore. I'm so tired of it. So I just finished off uh, the last remaining uh, 1Q that I had, and I ended up cracking open. Fuck, I should have brought it. I, I ended up cracking open, uh, it's Sutliff, right? Molto Dolce. Dude, it's fucking delicious. And right now, I'm going to say that's my favorite aromatic. It's vanilla, caramel, and honey. Dude, it's fucking yummy. It's very yummy. Virginia, that's that's an entirely different question. I really like Stokeby's um, Virginias. They're 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 delicious. Um, Virginia Perique, I like a Scudo. That that's also that's really good. English, dude. There's so many like really good English. And we were just Brian and I were just talking about this. My son brought home a uh, a tin of uh, it's a suka. It's a Japanese tobacco, and it's very light. It's very sweet. That is definitely enjoyable. Brian brought up a good point. It's a it's a very good English for like uh, like a morning smoke. Um, dude, White Knight, Pirate Cake. I think you would mention Pirate Cake. D- they're all so good. 
it, and really, it's not a matter of like, for me at least, it's not a matter of which one is my favorite. It's so far, so far there have been very few tobaccos that I've smoked that I was like, man, this is fucking garbage. Outside of Blue Ridge, I think Blue Ridge is probably the only one uh, that I've smoked that tasted like ass. Like I would much rather eat some like hooker's asshole than smoke Blue Ridge again. Which apparently a lot of people are into eating hookers' assholes from what I understand. But not me. I, I'm not doing that, and I'm not smoking Blue Ridge. Why incorporate pipes into the show, you ask? Because it's in our fucking name. We're dicing pipes. We have to have pipes in the show. And what goes better with tabletop gaming and having a drink and being sophisticated men or women, whatever, than smoking a fucking pipe? I, I think that this all started, this was actually a pretty cool journey, I think, that, that Brian and I have, uh, have gone down. And I think Brian mentioned it in his, like, we, we started, um, you know, I just recently moved up to where Brian lives. And uh, we were commuting into work together. And we were kind of, you know, dipping our toe in the water, seeing what, what each of us is into. I know that Brian had done a podcast before. It's funny that I'm doing one now because I tend to be an introvert and I don't even like talking, let alone about myself. So this is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, so when we started feeling each other out and Brian turned me on to smoking pipes and then a buddy of mine at work had turned me on to uh, like adult tabletop games like Zombie Side, And now we start trying to bring all these elements together. Dude, it just works. It just works. And I don't understand why more people don't do this. Like put the fucking cigarettes down. And I'm not telling you don't smoke cigarettes because I'd be a fucking hypocrite. But what I'm saying is when you're going to get together with your friends, if you're going to play inside, like if you really want to create like the, like this cool, like manly environment or this like just immersed environment, five people sitting around a table role playing, having some good whiskey or whatever it is that you're going to drink, something classy, not like a fucking rusty nail or a screwdriver. Like unless you're like 21, like don't drink that shit. You know, have a little more class. Like, drink like a Sazerac or try like a Negroni. You know, try something different. Man up a little bit, you know? Be a little more classy. Have some have some wine. Brian would appreciate it. If you have some wine, you smoke a pipe, pick a tobacco. Who gives a shit? As long as you've got a pipe in your hand, I don't even care if it's a little cob, you know? You want to look like Huck Finn? <laughs> Why? Why, you're fucking slaying demons in Warhammer? I'm, I'm down with that. That's fine. Just immerse yourself in the game. Even if it's not a role-playing game, even if you're playing a table, I don't even give a shit if you're playing like Pictionary with your family. Dude, pull your pipe out of your pants. <laughs> not not that pipe. I'm not saying a later pipe. I'm saying take your, your tobacco pipe out of your pants or your shirt pocket, wherever it is. Maybe you got a little pocket pipe. Take that out, pack it with some tobacco, and smoke that shit and enjoy yourself. Preferably with straight whiskey. I would have to say the difference between us and pipe enthusiasts that are already online is the pipe enthusiasts that are already online know what they're talking about. <laughs> We're starting from scratch here. So you're going you're gonna to really join us on this adventure of trying to like revisit role-playing games, which is something that neither of us have done in about 20 years, and kind of venturing into this, uh, this journey of pipe smoking. Now, drinking, obviously, that's something that I've been doing since, man, decades. It's been going on for decades. I've probably been drinking since I was six years old. Maybe not six. Dude, this whole fucking time, I totally forgot that I had a pipe here. 
This is Dyson Pipes. Where's my fucking tamper? Oh, here it is. Um, so again, the, the difference between us and the pipe enthusiasts might, the biggest thing I think is going to be the fact that, you know, these are guys, when you take a look at all these, like the YouTube pipe community and shit like that, like that, yeah, it's that fucking guy. Like these guys have been smoking from like the womb. So, you know, they know everything there is to know about a pipe. They'll tell you, you know, they'll give you all the advice you need. What? tobacco goes best in what shape pipe and shit like that and again this is something that we're just breaking into like we're still pipe virgins i would say right we've been smoking a little over a year now but again it's in my opinion incorporating all these elements together and bringing it as a group not just you sitting in a basement reading some fucking book from like the 1800s and puffing on your fucking corn cob with some old English that you bought off a pipe studs website for like $500. That's like 30 years old, you know, go to the store, buy some fucking tobacco, go online, go to like smoking pipes or four noggins or pipes and cigars, whatever. And, uh, get yourself some pipe tobacco, buy a cheap ass pipe and, uh, yeah, throw it in your mouth when you role play. For me, hands down, I would say the best strain. Well, there's two different ways to approach this. The be- if I'm going out to a classy bar, the best drink that I'm getting, I'm getting an old-fashioned. Brian turned me on to the old-fashioned. I'm now addicted to an old-fashioned. If I'm home and I'm going to make myself a drink, I'm probably going to make myself an old-fashioned. It's, it's delicious. I'm a big whiskey fan, you know, so I have a decent assortment of whiskey at my house. So I, I try, like, different old-fashions with – or I try old-fashions, rather, with different types of whiskey to see which one I like. And, and still, Bullet Rye is probably my favorite. If I'm sitting down at the table with my friends and I'm looking to play some sort of like tabletop game or role playing old fashioned, it's a little difficult, you know, because when you want to refill, like there's a lot involved. You've got to get up and go inside and, you know, you really have to kind of pause the game to to make one. If I'm drinking at the table, yeah, I'm drinking. I'm just going to drink something straight and I'm going to sip it. You know, back in the day, if you asked me 20 years ago, yeah, I'm pounding Budweiser. I'm pounding Budweiser. I'm putting a lot of empty calories in my body. I'm going to feel like a bloated son of a bitch. And then I'm just going to like stumble into the wall. It's just going to be a disaster. It wasn't classy back then. I was a savage. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm a fucking sophisticated man. I'm a middle-aged, I'm a middle-aged man. I've grown my beard out for two weeks. I can't believe how many grays are on my chin. I'm realizing that I'm an old man now. And if I had to, I would choose to sit down and play role-playing games with a little bit of whiskey and some tobacco on my pipe. I think what brings us all together is entertainment and enjoying each other's company. Hopefully, you know, you as the listener, you you get that from from listening to the show, that, you know, we keep you entertained and you, you kind of see what it's like for almost two beginners in, in a sense, uh, just trying to get back into this and, and enjoy a good drink and a good smoke while we do it. Um, when I say get back into this, I mean get back into like role playing games. Hopefully, you know we can parlay this, and we'll see. Brian and I have talked about this like down the road, like moving this into a YouTube thing and and doing more tabletop games as a bunch of clowns, and you'll see where that goes if we ever get there. Also, for you, the listener, like when you sit down, we want you to be entertained. We're we're trying to teach you that. Look, we're just two guys sitting in a cabin in the woods, enjoying. You know, most of the time we're drinking whiskey and having a pipe and role playing. And we know a lot of you guys will have, you know, you might have four guys, five guys sitting at the table. And it's just a cool environment, I believe, to be in. 
I've completely lost track of what the question was. We you say, what was the pitch of the show? Oh, yeah, I'm not even answering the question. What am I doing? Dude, I've only had half a glass of fucking whiskey. This is what happens, guys, when you drink on an empty stomach. Fuck me. Oh, let me drink more. Look, our hope on a basic level is to, to grow with you, the listener, and educate you on what it's like to, again, start from scratch and incorporate whiskey and tobacco into your tabletop games. It, it really just boils down to that. And have a little fun. We just want to have fun. That's all we're doing. What a great concept. And I'm curious to see... <laughs> I'm curious to see over time our role to drink idea. I'm curious to see who it burns more. Will it be me or Brian? Roll to drink, I think, is such an awesome idea because it, it really makes you become very cautious on how you enunciate every word to the point where the more you drink, the more obnoxious I think we're going to get because of that. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel compelled to slow it down and, and really work on my vocabulary so I know that I'm not going to get called out. But yes, Roll to Drink, in, in case you're not familiar yet, um, is, is this idea that, that Brian and I came up with where as we're, uh, as we're playing or talking, you know, any kind of dialogue that we have, if one person makes a mistake in how they, they pronounce a word, the other can call them out on it and they have to drink. But before they drink, they have to, they have to do a check. So they're going to they're gonna roll a die. So if we're doing the Warhammer uh, campaign, we're going to do a test. And if we're doing the D&D, we're going you know, to roll a 20-sided, which apparently I can't discern between a 20 and a fucking 12 because I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun concept. There's going to be a lot of drinking. There's going to be a lot of drinking. Uh, it's only appropriate for me to have a drink when we talk about the toast. So before every gameplay session, what we're going to do is we're going to... I think everybody's bothered by pet peeves, right? Everybody's got pet peeves. Things that kind of irk them, bother them in some sort of way. So before each each gameplay session, um, or lead-in to the gameplay session, you know, we're, we're going to point out a couple of things that you know might, might bother Brian or myself. And we're going to toast to it. We're going to make sure that you know what bothers the shit out of us. This spring... You know, we're hoping that you can you can join us in this adventure, on this journey, the two of us, just kind of starting from scratch, kind of diving into this role-playing world, either, you know, between the, the D&D campaign or the Warhammer campaign, and, and, you know, listening to the two of us kind of start over, seeing what it's like now, 20 years later, and incorporating a little, uh, little class into it. I'm not saying it's going to be classy. I'm just saying that we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to bring some class with the drinks and the, and the pipe smoking to role-playing. Make sure if you're looking for us uh, leading up to the launch of our show in the spring, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Reddit. Dyson Pipes. And there you have it. That's Chris, the player extraordinaire. Make sure to find us on Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war, there is only dice and pipes. 